Hello and welcome to Z Formula One. I'm a child. My name is Huma Ruth and I am excited to do this. Well, today I'm going to be covering the Sakia Grand Prix that happened on um, the 7th of December last Sunday. It was quite an interesting one. There was a few headlines that happened after the race, in the race and before the race. First of all, we'll get into the fact that George Russell may be joining Lewis Hamilton at the Mercedes-Benz team next year in 2021. We'll also talk about Sergio Perez getting his first p1 after 190 races he had been the formula one driver with the most races without coming out on top and then we talk about Lance stroll and his pink mercedes ferrari failing to get some points we also talk about how mercedes let a lot of people down and actually made a lot of us happy i'm not <laughs> i wasn't sad with the mercedes results then we also talk about Romain Grosjean probably leaving formula one as well as his teammate kevin magnuson and we'll get into the fact that Max and Charles Leclerc, some of the best drivers on the grid, had to leave the race at the first beginning of the lap. Thank you so much for joining me. Sit back, relax. Let's get into some break, a short break, and then we'll be back to get into detail. Welcome back from that short break. Now let's get into the show. First of all, a quick correction there. The, the Sakia Grand Prix happened on the 6th of December. That was last Sunday, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Last Sunday, 6th of December 2020 at the Bahrain International Circuit. It was quite an interesting one. I, 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 caught, I saw something on the Formula One um, Instagram page and let me quote it. It says, a podium we didn't expect and a race we won't forget. From the beginning, from the get-go, it was quite an interesting race because number one, um, Lewis Hamilton wasn't part of the race, which is quite interesting. And I'm sure he watched the race because he was in a hotel nearby the circuit. I don't know if he was having... um views from his window or he was watching it from sky sports or motorsport hd i don't know which channels they <laughs> they use there but anyway let's get into the table so these are the positions um sergio perez from racing point came out number one esteban ocon from renault came out number two lance stroll from racing point number three carlos Sainz jr number four for mclaren um daniel ricardo number five for renault uh, uh, for renault Alex Albon, uh, number six for Red Bull. Daniel Kiat for Alpha Tui came in number seven. Valtteri Bottas for Mercedes came in number eight. George Russell for Mercedes came at number nine. Lando Norris from McLaren came in number ten. Pierre Gasly for Alpha Tui came in number eleven. Sebastian Vettel for Ferrari came in at number twelve. Antonio Giovanni. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Giovinazzi for Alfa Romeo Racing came in number 13. Kimi Raikkonen for Alfa Romeo Racing came in number 14. Kevin Magnussen for Haas came in at number 15. James Aitken for Mark Williams came in at number 16. And at number 17, we had Fitzpaldi for the Haas team. If you realize... um. It was only one Mark Williams car that came out in the race. The other people that were eliminated from the race are Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc, which was quite an interesting race because from the beginning, first of all, Lewis Hamilton didn't get to race in the Sakia Grand Prix that happened on Sunday. It was quite an interesting race. And I think in my last podcast episode, I said... I, 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 I was happy for George Russell taking up the position of Lewis Hamilton and getting to sit in his car and in, ending up in, on pole position number two. It was an exciting time, but in my heart, I was like, God, I pray he doesn't win the Sakia Grand Prix. Not that I didn't want, not that he's bad or 
I don't like him or anything. I just didn't want some critics to be like, oh, it's Lewis Hamilton. It's the car that makes Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton. But in the end, when you, if you watch the race, you will see that George Russell was leading the race the entire time. I think he stopped leading it at lap 70, which was a fault to be placed on the Mercedes team. And we'll get into that a bit later. He was quite devastated, but I think he did pretty well because he started... Um, he led the race for I, I think he led the race for about 50 of the laps or more and at the end of the race he scored three points including one point for fastest lap ever and i remember at the end of the race uh, when um the team principals and all the people come to do interviews the drivers come to do interviews total wolf said and i quote he's a williams driver he signed with williams and our lineup is made of valtteri Bottas and lewis hamilton so i don't see that as a realistic situation at the moment but i can understand the fact that it would be an interesting situation to have them both on the team and maybe that would be a bit of a turmoil for all of us maybe it will happen in the future end of quote did you hear that maybe it will happen in the future so there's probably a chance that George Russell is going to move to Mercedes in 2021. I think that's putting Valtteri Bottas on age. But you see, the thing is, I support, I love Valtteri Bottas. You know, sometimes I'm always behind him. I'm like, get in there, do it, man. Maybe, you know, he's in a team with a, a, a seven-time world champion. Probably it's not easy to compete against that. But then even when George Russell came in, Bottas didn't exactly perform to... Our expectations some of us felt very let down Russell continued leading and leading and leading Bottas as Bottas was you know in the background and it wasn't a good thing actually and um, what happened is that uh, on the 62nd lap Mercedes thought that they had a bigger advantage over the rest of the drivers in the race so they decided to pit both their drivers they called both George Russell and Valtteri Bottas to the pit stops Russell pitted first and left then Bottas came in pitted and he was given medium tires first and then the hard ones. All the while, that took him 27 seconds. Bottas pitted for 27 seconds. That's a lot of time he spent in the pit. That's a lot of time he wasted in the pit. Actually, so one, at one point when he was pitting, um, when they are taking off the tires, one of the... One of the rims on which the tires is attached caught, was caught up in flames. It was a bit disorganized. Now, all this time that Bottas was speeding, Russell was gaining speed. He was leading the race again. He was coming out on top. And then Russell was called to pit again. After he had, you know, exited the pit stop and he was leading the race, he was called to pit again. After the team realized he had been given Bottas's medium tires by mistake. Do you see that messiness? Then Russell, of course, had to pit, I think... He had to beat again after he was called in to change tires. And then when he rejoined the now neutralized race, he was he was in a fifth spot. I think he was behind Bottas with um, Sergio Perez and Esteban and Lance Stroll leading in the top three. Now, Russell by lap 70 was in P2. He was doing really, really good. He had regained it after losing all this time, pitting on and off and off. But then, unfortunately... He got a puncture and ended up pitting for the fourth time in a race. By the time he came out of that pit stop, he was P15, which I think gave Perez, Sergio Perez, a lot of joy and happiness because he was leading the race and there was no way the Silver Arrow was going to get um, catch up with him. It was, I'm telling you, it was a tense race because I predicted this race. I was talking to some um, my friends and, and I was talking on Twitter because I have a Twitter account called Z Formula One Amateur and I thought that this, at the end of this race, Probably um, my predictions. I think I thought Max Verstappen was going to be number two or Daniel Ricciardo. And then I thought George Russell, George Russell should be number three and Valtteri Bottas number one. But evidently, 
it all got messed up it wasn't even close to that and then we also had um Max and Charles Leclerc get out of the race in the very beginning. It was, I was disappointed, but then I was happy. It's a race we didn't expect, honestly, because I thought uh, Max Verstappen was going to be a pain in the ass for the rest of the for the rest of the Mercedes team. I thought he was going to really, really, really push George Russell to the limits, but he didn't because he he got out. I think in the first lap when. Uh, there was a collusion between, I think, Racing Point and Ferrari. The Ferrari car driven by Charles Leclerc fell to handle its brakes and ended up knocking the Racing Point car, which was Sergio Perez's car, by the way. So Perez's car ended up spinning around and then Perez had to go in for a pit stop Um and the, at the end of the first lap, can you imagine doing a pit stop at the end of the first lap? That's very unfortunate. And then, uh, and then after you know causing this this heat and run, Ferrari did I call it a heat and run? After knocking the racing point, Ferrari driven by Leclerc ended up into a wall, and that's how Charles Leclerc got out of the race. And then Max Verstappen tried to avoid the incident. He was right, I think he was right behind, and instead he ended up rolling onto the gravel and then ended up in the wall. And his Red Bull was messed up and so he had to leave the race as well. He wasn't very happy about it, you could tell. So we had Ferrari and Charles Leclerc leave the race. Well, Sebastian Vettel, I didn't even care to look for him because I don't know what's wrong with these Ferrari cars. They're just not performing up to standards. And at the end of the race, Sebastian Vettel came out at number 12. Quite sad if you ask me. So that's how the race started. Um, George Russell was leading. He led the race the entire time for over 50 laps. He was number one. But the problem is he had to do four pit stops, which put him in P15 and... I mean, yeah, and he ended up proving himself anyway. He came out at the end of the race in P9 with Valtteri Bottas in P8, which begs the question, do you think Valtteri Bottas is going to still remain in the Mercedes Formula 1 team in 2021? I am not so sure about it because he he has tried to prove himself for three, four seasons now, and he's a good driver, but I don't know. Maybe, is it the pressure that makes him uncomfortable? Is it all these... Because bear in mind, George Russell came into the Mercedes car. He wasn't fitting in the car properly because the car was made for Lewis and the drivers before him. And it's a bit of a shorter car in terms of like seating. The shoes weren't fitting well. He, You know, he was driving in smaller shoes. He was driving in an uncomfortable position. But he proved himself. He proved he has got it. And then Valtteri Bottas was driving in his own car, a car he has driven in before. And... He didn't actually um, perform to the expectation. So, I don't know. But those circumstances were out of their control. But then this is Formula 1. You don't use that as an excuse. You actually have to um, prove yourself and give good results. All right. Let's go for a quick break. And we'll be back to discuss some more of what happened at the Sakia Grand Prix. Right, welcome back from that short break. This is still Z Formula One Amateur. And now let's talk about Sergio Perez um getting his first P one position after a pole after a um at the end of a Grand Prix or in a Grand Prix, that was quite interesting because previously he was leading um, the leaderboard of, you know, Formula One drivers who had done the most races without put, um, without a number one finish. And behind him was Mark Webber. Mark Webber had done 130 races without ever coming out as number one. Rubens Barrichello had done 123 races without coming out as number one. And the list goes on and on. So he had the most races without a win. And it's quite, you know, it was a good thing for him to actually 
end up with a win at the end of the Sakia Grand Prix. So congratulations to Sergio Perez. I think I watched the ma- the race before, which was still in Bahrain. Uh, it was which day was that? I forgot it. It was in November. I think. 27th November 2020 and I think Sergio Perez was about to have a podium finish was about to come out as number three in a race but his engine caught up in flame got caught up in flames and so he had to abandon the race and that was for sorry he didn't he didn't finish the race he didn't even end up on a podium but he proved himself this time around thanks to the Mercedes failure thanks to his good driving because you have to bear in mind Sergio Perez was driving an old spec engine he was driving a pink car <laughs> no, the pink Mercedes and he proved himself after pitting at the end of lap one he really pulled himself up and he did a good thing and it's and you know you have to think about the fact that it's been half a century since a Mexican driver stood on the top step of a podium the last one that stood there stood there was in 1970 at the Belgian Grand Prix and I think that was Pedro Rodriguez I'm not sure about that and it's quite a nice one it's it's a nice way for him you know, to almost finish the season because Sergio Perez doesn't, we don't really know where he's going to end up in 2020, the 2021 season. He doesn't really have, um, he hasn't really signed a contract yet. So why is he going? There, there are people saying that he probably is going to go to Red Bull to replace Alex Albon. You know how Red Bull is. You don't perform, they kick you off. And Alex, he... He's doing good. The pressure is too much, but he's doing good because Alex came out number six at the end of the Grand Prix. So... Who knows? I don't know where Sergio Perez is going. I don't know if he's going to stay with Racing Point. I don't know if he's going to, you know, move on. And speaking of Racing Point, I think this team has proved itself really because both their drivers ended up on the podium. Lance Stroll ended up as number three in the pink Mercedes. He did a pretty, pretty good job. I mean, he held low. Carlos Sainz Jr. was on his back in the race. He was on his back. I don't know. I, do, I think... A second any slower and Carlos Sainz would have been, you know, on the podium as well. But last stroll, he proved himself. And I have to give respect to this. Uh, I was going to call him a boy, but I'm going to call him a man. I think he's younger than me. But um, I have to give him respect because he's a billionaire son. You know, when he came into Formula One, we were like, oh, he's coming in because he's got the money. But did he have the talent? And then his dad bought the team that he's in. And, and the driver had to be kicked out of a tr- that team. I think that was Esteban Ocon who had to leave the team because Lance Stroll was joining the team. And his dad has, had bought the team. So it was, it was, you know, it was quite interesting to see, to watch him grow and see him become the man that he is right now he has proved himself he doesn't talk too much he just does his talking on the track like, like lewis Ham- hamilton used to say another interesting thing about the podium um this week was the fact that sergio perez and esteban ocon were sharing the podium actually when i watched <laughs> when the race was coming to an end and sorry about that when the race was coming to an end and um they were going into the podiums you know what how it's done um you all get out of your cars, you park them on P1, P2, and P3, I think when you're left and you're right. We were watching them and we wanted to know, because usually when Lewis wins, he gets out of the car, he greets, you know, his his fellow 
drivers that are going to share the podium with him but we i noticed it that sergio perez didn't actually greet esteban ocon and this is nothing to you know make a big fuss out of but i was like mm, i've noticed it because do you remember the days when racing point was called i think force one india and it used to be sergio perez and esteban ocon in the same team and they were fighting there was this aggressiveness that both of them had they were racing so hard i remember in singapore when sergio perez in the first lap of the race he uh, pushed his teammate that was Esteban Ocon to the wall and he ended up getting out of the race and then when um Lance Stroll's dad was coming into by the Force One India team and they had to you know let go of a driver because Lawrence Stroll he had to have his son on one of the team seats so the, it, it looked it looked as though Sergio Perez was the one to go but it actually wasn't him to go and it ended up being Esteban Ocon leaving so there was this bit of tension between the teams both on the racetrack and off the racetrack they weren't particularly good friends and now then Esteban Ocon actually left when he left Force One India he sat I think he was for some time without work because he was a Mercedes reserve driver and then he ended up actually going to Renault after a while so I don't know we didn't see them greet I don't know if they're friends I don't know if they talk I don't think they talk <laughs> but we didn't see them greet which is quite interesting anyway good job to the um racing point team both their drivers on the podium Renault also had a win as well with Esteban Ocon as number two I think team principal of Renault Cyril was jumping with joy because you know the last season wasn't exactly his favorite but it was quite sad for fellow Renault driver Daniel Ricciardo I don't know how how he ended up in P5 P5 is not so bad but you know, he's a good driver. He drives better than that. Max was out. Lewis was out. You know, so it would have been time for Daniel Ricciardo to, you know, come out as number three, number two. It would have been really, really, really fun. Plus, it's such a bundle of joy. Seeing him up on the podium, he would do something crazy. I don't know if he'd take champagne out of his shoes again. But, yeah, he would do that. But, anyway, that's about it, really. Oh, plus the... I think I can give you the 2020 constructors standings after the Sakia Grand Prix. In the first position, Mercedes. Second, Red Bull. Third, Racing Points. Fourth, McLaren. Fifth, Renault. Sixth, Ferrari. Seventh, Alfa Tori. Eighth, Alfa Romeo with eight points. Ninth, Haas with three points. And tenth, Mark Williams with zero points. Mark Williams is really, really struggling, but... I hope they get it together and, and I don't know. So I can't wait for the next race. You know how we thought that um, at the Sakia Grand Prix, Mercedes would come out as number one because, you know, George Russell was proving his, himself. I mean, at the beginning of the, la of the race, he was leading the laps and all that. So who knows? Maybe at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, we never know. Mark Williams could lead. I don't know. It sounds funny, but it can actually happen because with these races, you never really, really tell but anyway that brings me to the end of the show thank you so much for listening in i hope you had a good time i hope you enjoyed yourself see you on twitter z formula one amateur is a handle as well on Insta as well as on instagram the formula the handle is still z formula one amateur and i will see you at the qualifying session of abu dhabi the final race in abu dhabi it has to be interesting i wonder whether lewis is coming back what do you think let me know um on social media or you can send me an email my email address is mbaba is z formula one amateur at gmail.com thank you